0: Hello and welcome to episode one of the Half-Backed podcast. I am your host, Tim Williams, uh, starting up a new podcast for the network, a weekly NRL punting podcast aimed at finding footy fans a few winners each week. Uh, a really quick background about myself before I introduce the other members of the podcast for, for anyone that doesn't know me just yet that might not have come via the SC Playbook channel. That is uh, a website started up based all around NRL Supercoach and a few other sports there. Uh, my background is as a journalist, worked with the Daily Telegraph for five years in the Supercoach world, bit of an NRL fantasy nerd myself. Uh, top 1% finisher in that one out of about 150,000 players each year, uh, five of the last six years. Runner up in 2020, 400th last year, 250th this year. Uh, I'm also a part of the Bloke in the Bar podcast with Danny Kemp and the Rugby League guru there of a Monday afternoon. Uh, I absolutely despise talking about myself, so I promise that's the last you'll hear of me for the rest of eternity in these podcasts. The SC playbook, punting plays that we've done each season after uh, the last two years have gone at over 200% return on investment for the year, uh, so a little bit of inspiration uh, to get this podcast up and going, a short and sharp 20 to 30 minute podcast of a Thursday each week to try and help you with your tips for the weekend. Now, more importantly, I'm um, my guest rather than myself. And uh, I'm going to start with a fella, it's actually my brother, Sammy Williams, who's just finished up with the Canberra Raiders uh, after a few stints there and over 100 games in the NRL. Uh, Sam's got uh, one of the better footy brains going around in the NRL community. So for a long time now, I've wanted to get him as a part of the, the SC Playbook team and get him commenting on footy and getting his thoughts. Now that he's not affiliated with the club, have an opportunity to do so. Sam, welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me uh, on. It's a uh, yeah, it's a new new venture for myself. It's something I haven't done before, and um, even looking at odds and players and rugby league markets, it's not something that we as players um, in the NRL have uh, can do or have the opportunity to do. Um, so it's a little bit about trying to, I guess, put some of my thoughts uh, around teams or certain um, weaknesses or strengths of a certain team and try and put it into a market. So. Now, I'm looking forward to seeing how how it all goes and yeah, we'll have a bit of fun along the way.
0: Absolutely, mate. Good to have you along. And as, as much as we're here to find these winners, I know that I've sat there over the years speaking to Sam about rugby league and the ins and outs, the intricacies of the game. As, as I said, very much an NRL nerd and sport lover myself. Uh, I absolutely love hearing it. So I can't wait to share those insights uh, with the rugby league community and the SC Playbook community as well. Also with me, to balance out the footy side of things, we have... James Hughes, an ex-TAB data analyst, currently head of data science at a sports entertainment company. Hughesy, welcome to the podcast, mate.
2: Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure to be on here with you two fellas. Um, uh, obviously, Sam just getting off that 100, 100 games. I remember watching him hit a couple of tons back in the day at school cricket. So, uh, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> you know, this new career on of podcasting is, is all for you, mate. Um yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, if we can find a few winners, we'll be delving into cricket
0: at the back end of the year. Don't worry about that. Now, Hughie, <laughs> as I said, you are the uh, you're the data man of this podcast. Hopefully, balanced out pretty well between an NRL player, myself, as a, a fantasy sport and rugby league nerd. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, Hughie and your background.
2: Yeah, Tim, I you know obviously I worked at Tab uh, for I think it was over eight years. Um, I started on the trading floor actually, and over that time I. I got myself pretty interested in modelling rugby league games, uh, building statistical algorithms around who's going to win uh, a game. Uh, you know, to help the help the trading team, but also for my own benefit on the side. That <laughs> might be cool. um, you know, generally speaking, I've, I've, the model that I've designed over over the years is called an Elo rating system. It takes into a rating for every every team um, takes into consideration the weather, takes into consideration home ground advantage, and, of, and of course, it takes into consideration the, the players who are in and out for each week, So, which is quite an interesting one when you talk about um, your life in, in the super coach world. Um, in my life with, with this, it's all about how much value is a player to the line if they're in or out. Uh, so a good example might be uh, Munster is worth four points to any line in a match. Um, so yeah, my my big game is is punning on on lines, and hopefully I can bring a bit of flavour there for you guys uh, in amongst mm-hmm. Sam's. Uh, banter.
0: We've got a fair old balance here, so that's uh, that's the kind of data and the statistics that us mere mortal NRL fans can't even comprehend. So awesome to have you on, mate. And As I said, I think this uh, this trio should balance out pretty well, guys. We are exclusively using Top Sport Markets. Massive fans of their value, especially their same game multi. Uh, I followed it for a fair while now, being linked with SC Playbook. The same-game multis in particular, the best in the industry by an absolute mile. If you put one together with Top Sport, compare it to any of the other companies, uh, it's top-notch where the the odds odds actually add up, I should say. Uh, If you do want to follow along with our punts with Top Sport, you can use the special code SC Playbook when linking up. Of course, if you are doing so, 18 plus only and gamble responsibly. Fellas, let's get stuck into it for week one and the layout of this podcast for the time being, and we'll tinker with it as we go each week and and find out what people want to hear and go about it, but uh, we're going to go with three bets each per week, our lock of the week, our value bet of the week, and our Hail Mary of the week. We'll have a $100 hypothetical kitty going on there. We'll- we say hypothetical, but I'll definitely be on it myself. 50 bucks for the lock of the week, $30 for the value bet of the week, $20 Hail Mary play, uh, the higher odds one each round. We'll keep our return on investment going each week so you know we're not jibbing you, let you know how we're going. I mean, if we start going pretty poorly, we'll probably drop that, but nah. Let's get stuck into it, boys. Sam, I'll start with you, mate, your lock of the
1: week. Who do you like? Yeah, the my lock of the week. It's um big oats on the wing for Brisbane against St George. Um, he's a dollar ninety eight, I think he is at the moment. And I just reckon um at the moment with the Dragons side, they've got two quite young halves. Um, and I think you've got the probably the best uh, half at <laughs> exploiting a weakness uh, in the competition on the other side in Adam Reynolds. Um, I think Adam Reynolds will really try and. Get the uh, back rows leading really hard on the inside shoulders of those young halves, and they'll target that early. Um, I just feel as though that that'll open up a bit of room for Oates out wide. They're um they're an extremely good attacking side, Brisbane. Uh, I think Adam Reynolds he'll be able to really um isolate some of those those young defenders, and um, yeah, and hopefully it, it creates a bit of room for for Corey Oates to go down down the wing and score a try. Sam, Oates will be playing
0: outside. An old mate of yours, Brenko Lee, who you spent plenty of time with uh, in the Raiders system there. Bit of a career resurgence for Brenko at the moment up there. How do you see him impacting Corey Oates and what he's bringing to the Broncos at the moment with his style of play?
1: Yeah, I think one thing about Brenko is when he went down to Melbourne, um, obviously, you know, the best systems and the best uh, culture in in the game down there, Uh, I think he, he... he really became a really solid, stable player. I think early on in his career, he was a little bit uh, hit and miss, but I f- he found some real consistency down there. And um, I think Branko just he, – he does his job well. He, he can um, – you know, he's got some good good skills. Uh, if he gets a two-on-one with the winger, he'll put he'll put Oates away. Um, and he's also quite a big body. He's, he's sort of grown into a, a good um, athlete, Branko. And, um, yeah, I think – Defenders on the inside have to worry about him. You can't just slide off straight off Branko. So that's going to keep the winger interested. And um, once again, hopefully leave a bit of space for Oates outside him. like it, mate. Yeah, he's
0: unreal at attracting attracting defenders with his size and strength and terrific offload on him. So I like the Corey Oates play. Hughesy, what have you got for us,
2: mate? Mate, for my lock, uh, I can't go past me- uh, Melbourne minus six and a half after Nico Hines uh, was has withdrawn. Um, in our modelling, we see Nico worth about 3.6 points to the line. The market only moved by one point. So we, we're seeing opportunity there, even though we've got a, a fair few Melbourne players out, uh, the market's uh, you know favourable for us on a, a minus. So yeah, and after a loss to Manly, I think they're, they're going to bounce back as well. So I'm, I'm pretty keen on that Melbourne minus
0: like it, mate. It's a a very tough, it is a tough week to be starting off. I personally find a lot of value in a few of these lines and a few of these games. Uh, And I know they're going to be a little bit different to what Sam's about. So I've got a rough idea of what his plays are for the week. So it'll be interesting to see how they play out. But with a lot of these, I mean, I really like the Cronulla Sharks tonight until we lost Nico Hines, Toby Rudolph. Um, there's obviously the news coming out of Origin Camp that Jordan McLean's gone from that. So I believe it's Jacob Saifidi going up. So that impacts the Knights pack. So it is a tough week to be going on with all of these Origin outs and only four games. But it's an exciting one to get started on regardless. My lock of the week I'm going Ravalawa and Mike Acevo both to get a bit of meat this weekend at $3.79. Uh, so a little bit of value there in the lock of the week, not too short. Uh, in saying that, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail later on with those plays because I, I like their sides in their, in their fixtures. Sam, your value bet of the week. What do you
1: like there? Yeah, my value, it's um, it's a little bit left field, The um, but I've gone with Big Nelson as Sofa Solomon to score, uh, score first. Uh, he's paying $34. Um, I just think that, when melbourne get to this time of the year um they often just go to what they know and that's going straight direct and hard and i think they um big nelson around the ruck coming off um the cheese brendan smith i think um you know he's going to run the ball he'll he'll, he'll attract defenders uh, and if you get Nelson one on one with the defender on the line, you just can't stop him. You, you, you physically, unless it's the greatest tackle ever, you, you're not going to stop him. And I reckon um, with uh, Smith at nine uh, jumping out, playing direct, and trying to just get a get a one on one with a uh, smaller man um, around the ruck on the line. I reckon at thirty four dollars, it's a chance. Hopefully, they can get down there early and um, and give the big fella a crack. Yeah. So with the Storm, you
0: mentioned there, uh, they tend to simplify things this time of year. Obviously, a lot of key outs in their side, such as Cam Munsters and Harry Grants, etc. Being one of the more expansive sides in the competition uh, in the way they attack, do you see them now, obviously with these outs, as they said, just almost dumbing it down a bit and, and playing quite simply and trying to win that through the middle?
1: Yeah, we played played um, against them this same sort of time last year. Uh, they were missing half their side. I think they the halves was maybe Chris Lewis played five eight, um, um, and maybe Johns played in the, in half. And um, they still put they still put thirty six points on us. I think, but it was a wet greasy night in Canberra, um, and I just couldn't believe the speed of the ruck, the way that they played. They we just couldn't stop them. Um, big Nelson scored a try that night. Um, I just feel as though that they're going to go back to just playing straight through the middle of Cronulla. Um, Look, they might try and use the ball. He's still got Hughes there, Um, and it is probably one of the form halves of the competition. So they might might use it, but I just feel like when Melbourne are rolling, when they're going fast, when Smith's in at nine, playing straight through the middle of the Cronulla pack, uh, I think that's the way they'll do it. Love it, and before punters freak out there that Sam's value
0: bet of the week, not his hail Mary, is at thirty four to one. I'm going to assume, mate, that's your hail Mary bet, not your
1: your value. Yeah, I've swapped that rainbow. My apologies. Um, <laughs> we're still just getting used to this format myself, but yeah, that's the hail Mary. The, uh there's plenty of value there if you want to have a crack. But yeah, definitely the hail Mary. We um, yeah, we can work into the um, the value. <laughs> Trying to deal
0: with these footballers, I tell you what. He's a couple of weeks out of the NRL system being coddled and he doesn't know he's uh, – can't work himself out. Hey, uh, Husey, your value of the week.
2: My value of the week. Um, so I'm looking for some tight games this weekend, I think, with uh, Souths versus Newcastle and Parramatta versus in the Tigers. Um, so I'm looking at Souths 1-12, multied into Parramatta 1-12. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping you know given the bad weather it's going to persist but actually the the forecast does seem to be going against me a little bit so I'm a bit nervous about that but uh, you know Tigers have already knocked off Parramatta previously Uh, Parramatta also struggled against the doggies and lost to them so uh, I'm looking for you know to still get the win, but 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 only by one to twelve, uh, so that multi lands me at uh, nine dollars sixty one cents. So that's that's my play there. Very nice. It's an interesting one that Eels game because Eels
0: and Tigers. I'll actually I've got it in my hail Mary with a bit of value with Eels thirteen plus, but they cost me. Had my my double points joke around in my tipping competition earlier in the year. Went into that last game of the round, Eels and Tigers. I thought I was absolutely locked in for it. Uh, Tigers cleaned them up. So I just, you know, whether it's contrasting styles, I don't know, but I'm a little bit nervous on that one. My value of the week, I I think the Knights, uh, the Knights and Dragons are both paying over $2. The Knights are something like $250 or $260. The Dragons are $210 or $220 against the Broncos there. The Rabbitohs pack and the Broncos pack are absolutely decimated this week, particularly the. The impact off the bench, I think they've both got pretty decent back lines together. But the Knights, who they've now lost Jacob Saifidi, but for the first time this season, they've got their full pack on deck. Jaden Braley back in there. Dan Saifidi's back in there. I just think they'll be way too strong for them, hopefully in dewy conditions. And I don't think the back line of the Bunnies are going to get a chance in that. Uh, ditto the Broncos, who have got a decent amount of their back line together still, but... Um, with the Dragons only missing Ben Hunt, I, I just think they're both tremendous value. So I've gone Knights and Dragons to win uh, at five dollars and nine cents as my value for the week.
1: Sam, that was your Hail Mary before. So what's your value bet of the week? Yeah, I've gone with um, yeah. It's a little bit little bit different in some of the thinking there, but um, I think the Sharks at home um, with Melbourne missing the amount of players they are missing. Um, I've got I've. Gone the Sharks, um, giving away the start. They've been given six and a half start. Um, I just reckon at home it's going to be a, a pretty gritty affair. Um, I think they'll play a little bit more simple without um, without Nico Hines there in the halves. Um, they're always hard to beat at Shark Park. They're a, a well-drilled side. Um, they're going to know where to target. I think Fitzgibbon's a great coach as well. Um, they'll know where to target Melbourne. Um, I just reckon that... Um, the six-and-a-half start's a good one. So I've thrown that in there. Um, I've given uh, The Rabbitohs are going to give away the start. Um, I think the Rabbitohs will be too good with Latrell back. Um, another week under his belt. I think the, the Walker and, and Latrell combination, uh, if the fours can just do their job, just give a little bit of momentum, I think those two with another week under the belt are going to be hard to stop. Um, I think Latrell's, you know, I think he'll have a real point to prove. Uh, when Latrell has a point to prove, uh, it's good luck stopping him. So um, I think Luttrell and, and the Cody combination there. And then I've got the Broncos to win outright. I just think up at up at Suncorp, um, I mentioned earlier Adam Reynolds. I think he's, um, he's game management. I know it's a bit of an um, overused term these days, but the old game management, I think last week, um, I still can't believe St George got away with the victory over Canberra. I didn't think they played that well. And I and I think the reason they did beat them was because Ben Hunt was so good, um, in, including the last uh, 20 seconds where he la- laid all over the ruck. But that's my <laughs> argument. Um, Master but, game management. Yeah, that was good management. That, But I I thought he was exceptional. His kicking game into that breeze in the second half. I, I've still got no idea how they managed to win that game. Um, you take him out and you've got two young players – Young Harbs um, going up to Suncorp. I just think it's just going to be um, just too big an ask. I don't actually think that the Dragons, um, you know, uh, um, playing as well as probably what what warranted. I, I didn't think they played that well on the weekend. I just think that Raiders were worse. So um, I'm going to have Brisbane to win that all up. That multis um, paying $6.31. Um, I think it would be a good, good way to get the, um, the ball rolling. Sam, not that it, not that you're ever
0: exactly the centre of controversy during your NRL uh, time with clubs. There, not saying that's over, and you, you may end up at another NRL club, Super League club. But mate, it must be good just to have a little bit of pressure off the shoulders in, in what you're saying, be able to have the sneakiest little jibs at uh, cracks at referees and a few other things without get, having to worry about getting fined.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, it's one of those things. You're um, when you're in the in the rugby league bubble, um, it's a you know very narrow minded focus and. Um, Yeah, you don't say too much. I mean, some players, and I think we've seen over the last few years that some players um, are starting to show some personality, which is great. Um, Some players, you know, really like the headlines and they want to be there and they're happy to make some some statements. You know, I was pretty happy just trying to get through a game without without copping the backlash of a loss. So, um, (laughs) yeah, look, it's nice. You you can say a few more things, but once again, you know, I'm not – I was never um, Joey Johns or Darren Lockyer. Um, you know, I was just a bloke having a crack. And, um, you know, so I'm not going to sit here and come on a bag, bag too many people either because, um, you know, it's one of the hardest jobs in the world professionally playing rugby league and showing up every week. I'll
0: tell you what, Hughesy. If, if Sam ends up at an NRL club the rest of this season, it could just be you and me flying solo for a while. So I know the old Gold Coast Titans could use a veteran half there for the rest of the season. Hughesy, your value... Where are we at? Uh, your... Hail Mary of the week.
2: Yeah, my Hail Mary. Um, I've actually I've gone for the cheese to be the first try scorer. So I'm I'm hoping that Sam's intel earlier about Nelson Asafa Solomona carrying hard. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to carry hard, get stopped just before the line, and then the cheese is going to duck out and score a try for me. And so that's where I'm going for. So, yeah, we tie, tie nicely there, Sam. So it's me versus you with that one.
0: Thanks for coming. And just quietly – The amount of contrast in our bets already, the the positive in that is that one of us is surely going to have a a positive ROI moving into next week. So there's got to be a winner somewhere because we keep going against each other. My Hail Mary for the week is I've gone on the Eels-Tigers game. I'm hoping it stays relatively dry there. Uh, Ryan Madison, I believe, is going to be an out for them with a rib injury, which doesn't help, but I'm going to go, I mean, put it this way, the... Tigers went to Mount Smart Stadium last week, granted up against a fired-up Warriors outfit who had the worst defense in the competition by I think about 50 points ahead of the 15th place team uh, and they couldn't put a point on the Warriors. So uh, that's very concerning. Eels 13 plus, Dylan Brown, Clint Gutherson and Mike Sevo anytime try scores. That's $16.82 in value. Can bump that up to 18 with your top-up token with Top Sport. Uh, the thinking behind that is... Adam Dewey, who I think is a really good defender, but comes in on a defensive edge there, playing center where he hasn't played in it for a number of years now. I think he'll be outside Jackson Hastings, who's playing basically on one foot at the moment getting through this season. Uh, But I do find that NRL clubs, if they're having success down an edge, they do tend to stick to that edge when possible. So if they can have some early luck there, particularly with Sevo out on the wing, Dylan Brown, who's just an absolute gun in career best form, I think they can have a bit of love there. So that's my same game multi- Fellas, let's go through. Sam, we're just going to touch on the the four games of this week. I want to get your tips for them. You've already spoken about them a little bit, uh, and then we can wrap it up for week one of the podcast. So, mate, we'll start with the Sharks and Storm game. Uh, if we're saying taking lines and everything out of it, uh, you'd still keen on the Sharks in that one?
1: Yeah, look, uh, um, taking the line out of it, I think it. Um, you know, it's very hard to go against Melbourne. That they, they don't lose two in a row very often, but... Yeah, look, I'll stick with the sharks. Um, you know, playing at home, I think that they'll be up for it. Melbourne's got half their side missing, and I just think if the sharks um can handle that Melbourne middle, Dale Finucan, um, he'll he'll um, you know, he'll hold up his his end of the bargain in the middle there. Uh, if they can hold up that middle of the, you know, big Nelson and um, you know, the Bromwich boys, I think they'll uh, I think they'll hang on and win.
0: Uh, Sam Knight and Rabbitohs in that one. Uh, who do you like?
1: Yeah, look, as I said earlier, I think um, Latrell and, away. And, and, and the Walker combination, I think that they're just going to be too good. Um, you know, the Knights are having a crack and they're back at home. And they always have a loyal, loyal supporter base. But I just feel as though if the, if the Rabbitohs click and at some point, you know, it will happen, um, they're running out of time for it to happen. But if they click, I know they're missing a few in the middle, but I still think that would be too, too good.
0: Tigers and Parramatta mate this is interesting to get your thoughts on this one you haven't spoken about it yet looks on paper a bit of a one-sided contest but we already have seen the Tigers knock over Parramatta this season who uh yeah
1: what, what are your thoughts there will it be the blowout or do you think the Tigers can put it to them yeah look I think Leichardt Oval it's um it's very very hard for it to be a blowout I think the Tigers will be up for it uh you know it's their spiritual home. They love playing there, and uh, they don't get a lot of opportunities these days. So oh, look, I think they'll have a crack. But I think the big thing for Parramatta is they've, they're they um, another side with a real point to prove against a, a um, side at the bottom end of the table. They they need to go out and make a statement and and make a real statement to say no, we 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 have the consistency to beat anyone. Um, and I just reckon that they're going to show up with a really good attitude this week. There's points across the park there in that Parramatta side, and. I think the Tigers will have a crack. I think the Tigers, they won't be far off, but I think Parra will be too good.
0: Sam, while we're, we're on Parramatta, a conversation we have on the Bloke podcast just about every single week is whether or not Parramatta are genuine title contenders because we've seen them knock off this season Penrith. We've seen them, the only team to beat Penrith, I believe. Uh, Penrith, they've beaten the Storm. They've beaten just about every heavyweight in the competition. Do you think they can win the comp? Or, look, like, I cannot find any, there's no
1: consistency in them, but we know at their best they can beat the best. What do you, What's your take on them? Yeah, look, my my thoughts on the Eels probably don't differ from a lot of people at the moment. I, I think one of the main components to a good NRL team is consistency due to the fact that the competition just is so physically so, so demanding, um, mentally getting yourself up for games week in, week out. Um, I think that that's the you know, the hardest part about it is making sure you are consistent. Now, they have to go – at the back end of the season, they're going to have to knock off two or three big teams consecutively. I just don't know if they have that in them at the moment. I just can't see how, you know, they show up Saturday night and they knock off a Penrith or or Melbourne and then they go back and do it again a week later. I just Mm. don't know um, if they have that in them. And to be honest, I just think at the moment this competition, the way it's looking – that Melbourne and Penrith are so far ahead of everyone. I still feel as though it's going to take a lot to convince me that it, that any other side can um, win two games in a row, a big prelim into a grand final to win the comp. I just I can't see any side doing it at the moment. I like it, mate. Very, very interesting thoughts there. Uh, and finally, to wrap it up, mate, the Broncos
0: and the Dragons. You're keen on the Broncos in this one.
1: Yeah, I am. I just think up there, uh, once again, Adam Reynolds, um, I know there's – once again, there's some players missing, but I just feel as though that that um, the way Adam Reynolds gets that team going, playing at Suncorp, I just think they're going to be too good. They're a um, you know, they've come a long way as a team, and I think it's another real test for them is to be able to show consistency and depth. And yeah, they're um, they've got a re- really good opportunity this week to be able to tick another box there and and keep their um keep their season rolling along nicely. Mm, like it, mate. So the.
0: Uh, SC Playbook special, each week with Top Sport, uh, we do get a Playbook special, a unique market only to uh, top, well, via SC Playbook, I should say. For example, last week, we had four hookers to score in the final seven games of the round at about $6, I think it was. We had those four hooker tries covered in the first three games of the round. They ended up being a heap, so I bolted that one in. Another example, one week earlier in the season, I had, or we, I should say, had Nathan Cleary to score 16 points by himself against the Warriors, finished up on about 10 or something, a week later, he went and put 24 on the Maroons. So I was the game off there. Uh, this week's special, Mitchie Moses to score 14-plus points at $5 against the Tigers. So for that reason, I hope it's a blowout and for my Hail Mary play. Hey, boys, good start to the podcast. I think we'll wrap it up there. Hughie. I've kept you a little bit quiet over there, so hopefully hope you're not getting too cold. But thanks for jumping on this week. Uh, thanks for having me, mate. Beauty mate, and thanks for all the uh, the input there, Sam. And we look forward to round two, or oh, yeah, week two, I should say. Good luck, uh, good luck, boys. Hopefully, uh, I kick clear early on and um, never be headed. Yeah, we'll see about it. I tell you what, if Big Nels gets over first try score, this will be the end of the podcast. We're done. Righto, guys. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, and good luck this weekend.